Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of What's the Hype Podcast. And an interception, and you're not down by 10 anymore. Andre Howe, his second interception. To get you the information that you need is to you start your own business and do your own thing. And I felt like it gave me a good perspective. I was not the first person to go through what I went through. You weren't kidding when you said that you were fortunate in your family and to be in that, yes. to be raised by the family. Because, again, there, there's not many guys that has the opportunity to kind of have some type of financial understanding before they come into the league. What we know in our community right. of professional athletes, we think about expensive cars, jewelry, big homes, all those things that are irresponsible. So then they also have the expectation of family and friends. So it like you kind of dodge that bullet all together. Yeah, yeah, I was able to dodge that bullet, dog. And and what's funny was when I first came in, I was kind of like, I used to ask myself, come on, man, why are these guys doing this? Why are you guys? And then when I really took a step back, I was like, man, like this is what is this is what is impressed on them their whole life. This is literally like the their whole life is like, okay, the media is telling you you ain't nothing but this. Okay, you go to school, a couple of teachers, you ain't nothing but this. You know what I'm saying? Overall society. And so what do you think you're going to do when you get some money? You're going to try and quit, find the quickest way to show I'm not that. Yep. I'm not that. And it's because they figure out how to make you ashamed of that. It's not until you get that payday and you get into them rooms with them rich folks, you realize these people more messed up than the people I was in the hood with. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you go back home and it just breaks you down. You're like, Yo, I cannot believe that I bought that lie. And then that's when you start to see the rollback. That's, start, that's when you start to see those guys who got a lot of money. And you're like, dang, like, he pulling up and just, he pulling up to say, in the same car that the middle class brothers pulling up in. Mm-hmm. He wearing clothes that, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, they just nice. They not, he not trying to flex. And it's because he's gone through that pruning process. You know, we talk about a lot of, in, in life, we talk a lot about growth. I'm, I'm very spiritual. There's a lot of talk about recovery, redemption, repenting. So why is there this, why is there this re? It's because it's a lot of returning to who you really are. See, the world's always like, no, nah, go get that, go get that, go get that. And that's what's put on a lot of our men. And so that's why you see that early on. But it's really about that redemption process. Because when they really get through all that, and they say, really, man, I want nothing. Like, I spent all that money on that. That ain't, ain't that big of a deal. How many times you hear dudes talk about, man, oh, the club, that ain't nothing. Right, right. I can't believe I spent money on all them bottles, all that stuff. And then they come back. And when they find, come back to that foundation, that, them the dudes you want to go talk to. Right. I tell all them brothers, I said, when you young, you get into the league, bro, trust me. Go to that veteran. Go to that dude in year 13. And start. There's a reason he there. Yeah. You know, start asking them questions. You might learn something. I mean, they, and I've heard this, too. You know, people spend money to impress people that, that, that don't even like them, right? Or that choose yes. the idea. So it's like when you kind of sit with that, you're like, yo, like, what am I really doing? But again, it, right. some guys never really come to that because they, they're trying to fill a void, right? There's some type of, you yep. know, there's something missing. So they, they're, they're, they're still, you know, trying to fill that. But, man, those that understand that, like you said, they are able to kind of make the adjustment and say, okay, it's bigger than that. You know what I mean? It's bigger right, right, than right. And then, and then the thing is, too, you know, I was talking to one of these brothers today. I was like, man, let, let's, let's keep it 100. Like, guys are, are, are influenced into living that lifestyle, and they trying to impress these women. It's like, 
if that woman only likes you because you're wearing that, do you think she really likes you? Mm-hmm. And and then and then there's the classic line. One of my guys would tell me, oh, I'm not buy this, I don't buy this to, to impress no woman. I'm probably impress these girls. You're not you not wearing that to impress me. Mm-hmm. So you don't me. I know like, it's okay, bro. We can we can cut through all that and understand, like, bro, there's a reason. There's that void that you were talking about, Jeff, that we try to fill. And it's like, man, the best thing, literally the best things in life are free. I ain't I not have to pay for my son. My, my son was going to be able to come into this world strictly from a, a loving relationship. You know, I go outside, I get sunlight, man, I work out. It'd be the best feelings in the world. And I'm getting that's all free, you know. And, and so it's just funny, man, when, when, like you said, when guys start realizing, okay, what's worth investing in? What's really worth putting, putting my dollar beside or my name beside? That's when, that's when that life really begins. And I'm still, it's still a pruning process. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. It's been a great process so far. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back to some football. So uh, your, first three seasons, your first three seasons in Philly, things look pretty good for you. I thought you were going to be there for a long time, you know, but uh, yep. did, you see, did, did, did you see the trade coming? I, I did not, man, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell the story, um, because and, and people can they can feel however they want how they want to feel about it. I tell people all the time, like there's really for me now understanding the business. I do not harbor hard feelings from the way a business does you, because at the end of the day, it would have been it would have behooved me never to get my emotions wrapped up in the business anyway. So. I say that to say this is really how it happened. So I'm going first year, eight, eight, like 70, eight, 60, eight touchdowns. Next year, nine, 98 touchdowns. Uh, next year, I go 803 touchdowns. Performance dipped off a little bit. But that year, I got hit in my knee in training camp, right? So I got hit, and it, and it really – it, it was in my patella tendon, kind of MCL, LCL. Kind of, it, it, it was so close to the season, though, that I was definitely going to play. You know, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll play. You know, I don't put that on trainers. Nothing. I was like, I'm going to go play. And, but I was, I was hampered that year, so my production kind of dropped off. Now, that offseason, going into my fourth year, right, I kind of was like, man, this knee, for some reason, is still bothering me. Like, I think I need to seek some outside, you know, advice from somebody, you know, outside opinion. And this doctor tells me, I go, I go meet this doctor in Kansas City. He looks at my skin and says, hey, man, there's a, there's a little tear in here. Like, this is not just tendonitis. This is a, a, a small tear. And I, I go back to the Eagles, I'm like, hey guys, like I'm hearing this is a small tear, but we're, we're super close to the season, all right? So I end up going, I go back to Kansas City and I meet the person, the person I said, I want you to get hands on this thing. Because he told me it was a tear actually over the phone. This is when I went to Kansas City. So he gets hands on it, puts the ultrasound on, and he says 100% this is a tear. Like, you're, you, you could use surgery, not surgery in the sense where they open your knee, but like a minimally invasive deal where you like got to take out some of that bad tissue and go put in some good stem cells. But that put, that's like a, a six month recovery. But he was like, you need something like this. And so I'm sitting on that table and I'm just contemplating because it's like June, July. And I'm like, if I 
he said, you can either do that or we can get you some PRP, basically like a PRP BMAC, uh, bone marrow aspirate like uh, type procedure. That's like a, an injection, but it was not going to get me right. It was at most going to get me to like 80%. Because at that time, I was moving to like 60. That's how bad my knee was hurting after I played that whole season after getting hurt in camp. That's why, And I still had 800 and three. I played the whole season on that, and I ended up fracturing a small bone in my ankle mid-year. Still played on that. So it's July, right? I'm laying on this table in Kansas City. I'm hearing this guy tell me, we can do a shot to your knee, but it's only going to get you to 80%, or we can do a surgery, and you'll get back to 100%, but you're going to be out for like six months. You have to go on IR. Now, I ain't missed games and nothing that much up to this point. I'm just sitting on the table. So I call up, I call up uh, my agent, talk to him. He's kind of like, you know, hey, what do you, whatever you think is best, you know, your body. All right. So I call up Howie. I say, Howie is our GM. I say, Howie, man, what, what do you think? And so Howie tells me, he says, hey, Jordan, you know, we need you. You know, Carson needs you. Um, you know, the team needs you. And he tells me, he says, hey, look, an 80% Jordan Matthews is better than 100% anybody else in my book. And like I said, I was playing slot at the time. And up to that point, we, I not, like, they were like, we're going to help you out when it comes to the outside state. When they got Torrey Smith and they got Alshon Jeffrey. So they got a Z, they got an X. Like, you're going to be able to play specifically in the slot. And so I was like, well, if I'm 80%, like, during the practice week, I'm just need to be kind of, like, taken care of, get to the game. I'll still ball out. And, you know, um, I, I think I can still stream together a year. And we both agreed on that. And so I tell the doctor, I say, Let's not do the surgery, man. Just give me the shot. Dog, when I say that, that the pain, like they took bone marrow out of my back and injected that thing into my knee. And I was awake. I was awake at the time, bro. And I didn't know. I'm not going to say the doctor's name. Um, they actually was, was a great guy. But most other BMAC procedures, I'd heard people are asleep for. I was awake for this. Imagine somebody injecting bone marrow basically in your knee, in your patella tendon where it's torn. Bro, I was crying. I remember just saying, I don't want to even do this no more. Like, I was just in so much pain. But I just didn't know how to, like, stop. I said, you know what? It's whatever. Like, I'm going to just go ball out this year, and then I'm going to go get this thing fixed. So I go into camp, and you can tell I'm moving different. But I was only going to be at 80%. It was all, that was, that was, that was what? We had talked about, and um, and so we go into the first preseason game. I'm starting right. So the first preseason game, I still go out there, balling right. Carson Wentz first preseason game. He goes, uh, it's, it's Carson. No, it's his. This is his second year. Going, this is Carson's second year now. First preseason game, his second year. He goes four for four on the first drive. Three of those were to me. A catch, another catch. Then he threw me a first down. So he throws me a first down, right? We getting like we close to the red zone now. All of a sudden, Coach Peterson says, Jordan, come on, pulls me out. Now you know, like the starters usually at least do the first drive. So I'm sitting here like, I'm like, you don't want me to finish the drive? He's like, no, nah, you're good. Come on. So I come to the sideline and that was it. I didn't go back in the game. I was like, okay, shoot. Like they they see I'm they see I'm you know ready to go. Um Next day, 
come into the building. I do my routine in the tubs, hot tubs, whatever, you know. And uh, I watched the film with Coach Grow. Well, I got nothing but good things to say, too, about Grow, great receivers coach. Um, and, I mean, he tried to do his thing at OC, too, as my guy. Um, but I leave. I go home, sitting up in the, at the dock side, and I get a call from Doug and Howie telling me that they traded me to the Bills. And man, I just sat there. And I, like I said, I just, the way I was just, I was raised, like, I just, I never would raise my voice as somebody who was, like, older than me. Like, I, I, I just wouldn't, it was hard for me to do that. But when I say they said that, and I was just, all I could just do, I was just going back to that moment where I was just laying on that table in Kansas City. Like, I went through a bone marrow aspirate shot in my patella tendon mm-hmm. to play as an eagle. And now y'all tell me I'm getting traded? Man. I, but then at that time, dog, it was just like, what do you do? So I just said, hey, yes, sir. You know, and it was like, we appreciate everything you've done. You know, I said, you know, thank you, thank you. And Scott was home, man. And I got the bills, texting me, calling me. I just put my phone down. I'm just like, man, I'm just looking at all my stuff. And my knee's still in pain. And I'm like, I got to move all this junk. Mm-hmm. Like, all this stuff. You know, and, I, I don't, and I'm not even the type of person that likes to complain because I'm just like, my situation is still, there's a million people that would trade their situation for mine. So I'm not a complainer. I'm not a woe is me type person. But I will say that mentally though, and, 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 and emotionally, I took a hit that day because I was just like, holy cow. Like, every, like everything that I thought I knew about this game has totally changed. And so I had to go get on a plane that next day. I go out to Buffalo. And I mean, it, 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 like I said, the Buffalo experience was hard because if I was hurt, like I wasn't, I had this these conversations with the Eagles about how I was going to be mm-hmm. this year right. and how I could go get my procedure at the end of the season and all this. You go to a new team, it's like, it's like when you go buy, like when you go test drive a car, you ain't gonna drive that thing 30 miles per hour. You're trying to see what it can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was that car, you know, it's like, yo, let's go. Like, and I was just under so much stress, bro. Like, I, I literally went out there the first practice, I jumped up, caught a jump ball, landed on my back, and my sternum cracked. I had I cracked my sternum. And so I'm just like, and I was so upset, but I remember, I was thinking, man, this is literally God just saying, we need to slow down. Like, there's a lot on you right now, you know? And so I remember just going back to my room, barely could sleep because my sternum was cracked. You know, I'm sleeping like this. And I'm just sitting there like, dog, like, what's going on, man? Like, why is this, why is this happening to me? Why, you know, why, why now? Why this? And, but, you know, that that was the situation, man. And I literally, and like I said, still in pain. We get back to Buffalo. We're practicing. And I remember calling my receivers coach over. He was the first person I kind of confided in about. I said, look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if y'all know this. I'm surprised I even passed my physical. 
like my I'm jacked up right now. Like I still got this small fracture in my right ankle. It's a bone, this ostrogonum that's like kind of messed up. And my knee, like, is not like I have to get it fixed. He looked at me and said, Man, just just give me your best. And then when you're ready to shut it down, or if you can't go, you know, just let me know. And so that's what it was, man. Buffalo was a grind. Every, every bit of them yards, like I get, I, people always love to like hate on me for that year. Go look at the targets and go look at the catches. I, I think I had like maybe like 30 targets, caught like 20 something. Mm-hmm. Like, like I still was, I was just grinding, bro. People don't know how much pain I was in, man. Like they got these things called Dicofinac. Man, I, I was, I'm, I want, I want abusing. Like, but at the same time, bro, just know. Like I, I was on painkillers all the time, because I was just in so much pain, bro. And, and 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 the whole time, I'm watching my team, my former team, have success. And I'm just like, all right, you know, hey, is what it is, you know. But it got too disappointed. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's a couple points that I want to touch on because we're going to get to just yeah. that, that feeling. But yeah. being a from, former front office member myself, I worked in the front office. I seen how this game yeah. is, right? So to to we, we can't let that just pass because that's really the reason why we want to have these interviews because yeah. you're talking about a GM that tells you, don't take the surgery. Yeah. We got you, right? We know your situation. Right. They then fatten you up, like uh, go out there and get you three catches on the opening drive of the play of a preseason game, so that the team can see he's healthy, he's good, and then trade you, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, to to understand that that that's what opened my eyes up, being on that other side, saying, you know, especially people that look like me, I, you know, I want to just just, for, you have to really have an understanding of this business to know when when making those decisions that you're making a decision that's best for you. Right, because they're gonna make the decision that's best for them. So, you know, that that in itself is really what I want people to not miss because again, you just did what yep. you owe, you gave them everything you had. But at yep. the same time, they look at you. And then again, like you get ready to go into a contract year, you know, just thinking, okay, man, I'm gonna give them they'll respect me enough to pay man, like that that had to be uh an, an, an eye-opening experience, a devastating experience. And then, like you said, to see them go on to have a success. So you know, yeah. you can finish your point on that and just seeing that whole yep. thing happen and play out the way that that did. Right, man. I want. I actually want to uh, expound on what you just said. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things where, like, yeah, I remember, like, ever since then, too, I've signed with the Eagles two more times. Mm-hmm. Remember, because I went to the Patriots. Uh, I got hurt in camp. And I, and I signed uh, – I did an injury settlement with the Patriots where I, I could have potentially came back after – three weeks and three game weeks if they would have uh, wanted to extend that offer. And I felt like I had a good chance of that happening, but the Eagles called me after two weeks. They brought me back, you know, then this past year, I went back for two weeks, you know, um, personally, I think a lot of people hear that story and would think, okay, Jordan, do you, do you harbor like resentment? I tell people all the time, you either, you either get bitter or you get better. Like that's, that's, that's really it. Like if somebody, if you carry bitterness, they still own you, like essentially. They 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 got real estate in your mind, you know. And so, like if like I've worked along Howie, like two more times, and I have conversations with him and his family, like you know, like it's just a regular conversation. 
the way I was able to get to that freedom was I started to see, like I said, like you were talking about, I saw the business side of it. I was like, okay, here's, here's the facts. Whether a lot of people say, man, these people don't care. I think there's some validity to a little bit of that, but I also think there's a, I think sometimes they can. It's true. Because, because when you in that realm for a long time, I was not the first person to go through what I went through and I'm not the last. And you got they bosses telling them, hey, we need to win games. Do what's best for the team. And so there's a little bit of that like, oh, man, these people don't care. But I honestly think when I look at the business side of it, I'm like, man, I don't think they can. I think that there are certain businesses, and everybody gets on the NFL. I tell people the NFL's business is just on front street. It's, 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 it's this way probably IBM. It's probably this way Apple. Okay? It's just the NFL is played out like a reality TV show. Everybody sees the scars, basically. But I tell people all the time, like, you really, you really can't. Like, in their situation, they can't sit around and get emotional about guys. The business won't let them, you know? And so, you know, I was able to get a little freedom from that. So people always think I, like, hate the Eagles or dislike. I'm like, I don't, I don't dislike Howie. I, that, like, he's doing – that's his job. And so I started – once that happened, I started being able to say, okay, dang, okay, this really is a business. What's up, Hype family? Thanks again for listening to another episode of What's the Hype Podcast. But if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenerships. So you don't even have to have a big audience. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, how do I want to navigate this now? Who am I going to really give my energy to? I can work hard, but who am I going to really allow to hold? Like, who am I going to let hold my emotions, have the weight of my joy in their hands? And we had a situation, we out here working out, and there's this young guy who, big Antonio Brown fan, he like big and he came, he was talking, he's about to go into the league now. I not gonna sound like to say names, but I was just working out with this cat. He said, Man, the NFL doing Antonio Brown dirty. They're doing him dirty, do a lot of brothers dirty, do, you know. And I, and I pulled him to the side and said, Hey, let me tell you something, dog. One, we out here catching right now, and I know we not just catching because we just doing this for fun. You you wanna get a job with the NFL. Okay. Um, that's the facts. Now, let's say some more facts. Okay. There might be a lot of, you know, prejudice, a lot of people say racism too. There's a lot of that stuff that goes on in the NFL. But understand this, if you want to work for that business, if you want to work for somebody, you still are coming under all the values and all the ideologies of that business. Mm -hmm. Why do you think there's such a huge talk about ownership nowadays in our community? Yeah. I said, let me tell you something, dog. You can have those opinions, but if you want to honestly, if you say, I want to work for this, then I'm telling you right now, dog, that's just, you need to understand this is a business. And I'm trying to put you on game right now. So when you go in, you can make your money, put money on the side, and guess what? Then you can own your own business. Right. And then you can act how you want to act. 
for show. You can be yourself and you can hire other brothers that you feel like the NFL and the other businesses don't understand and you're from the same area as them. So you do understand them. You do see them as people and you can hire them and treat them how they actually supposed to be treated because you actually know them. And that's just the, I say, we got to start to break this, this down because really either you working for somebody or people working for you. Really, that's it. Like you making your money work for you. That's why, you know, me and Dre talk a lot. He's gotten into real estate. He is now seeking ownership. He got to the point where he was like, I no longer want to be an employee of this system. I'm going to get out and I'm going to create my own system. That, Jeff, this is your podcast. Like, you, you pay your fees, nobody's taking this away from you. You get to operate this how you want to. You know what I'm saying? And so that's one talks. And I don't think, I will say this too, though. I don't think there's nothing wrong. If a guy says, you know what? I like to go in. I like to play football. I like to collect the check. And I like to leave. By all means, brother, do what you got to do. As long as you have joy in it. But the last thing you want to do, though, is go into that arena. Hear from everybody and their mama. It's a business. It's a business. It's a business. And still go think that it's a family. It's not. And so, and that's okay. And that's 100% okay. You can still break it down on team. You can still break it down on family. Just make sure you're going home to your real family. You know what I'm saying? And, and just understanding, like, what this thing really is. No, nah, that was good. I definitely like that you touched on a lot of key points there, man. I think that's valuable insight, valuable information that people can really sit with. So, yeah, I, I like that. Yep. Cool, cool. Back to football. So, then uh, you signed with the Patriots, and uh, we all know it's a different kind of place. Uh, yeah. How was how was it? <laughs> Man, actually, bro, actually, the Patriots was awesome. It, it was, I, I, I did, yeah, I, I, I liked it because it was real. Like, <laughs> I tell people all the time, don't, don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm gonna get into something, bro, just be, just be honest with me. And Bill Belichick, bro, he is honest. When you come in, he'll say, "Hey, this is what we see in you." This is what we expect of you. If you fall under this expectation, you're going to be out, you know. Um, if you do this, you'll get more opportunities. You know, uh, he'll come in the first day. Like, I just remember, like, so you come into the league and you have some of those meetings where your coach will be like, hey, there's no depth chart. Everybody has a chance. Man, you lying. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, we know for a fact there's 50, there's 50 guys that's already making a team. There's about three spots up for grabs. Mm-hmm. But they do that. They tell you, oh, man, all these spots up. When, when the Patriots say a lot of these spots up for grabs, the spots up for grabs. Okay? Or he will come in and just be really honest. He say, I'm going to tell you all right now. I think a lot of coaches have also picked up on this, too, because Kyle Shanahan, who I, who I admire a ton, too, he was very honest with his team, very honest before he and He would say the same things. But they'll say, look, we can only have a roster of 53 people and then 10 more guys on practice squad. All you guys are not going to make the team. Mm-hmm. But if you do your best, get better at the game. Also put your best foot forward. Also help this team. There's two things that are going to happen. Either somebody who already has a chance to make a team will get hurt and you will get an opportunity or you will put great film on in the preseason and somebody else will pick you up. I'm like, thank you. Don't sell me a pipe dream. Tell me what the deal is. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that was a deal. And even when I got released from my injury, that was part of it. When, when, when I came into the Patriots, Bill was like, this is what we like about you. 
Here's one thing, though. You got injured a couple times in Philly. You got injured a couple times in Buffalo. You're coming off IR. We just need you to stay healthy. If you can't stay healthy, it's going to be hard for us to keep you. And so I was playing really well, doing well in camp. But when I pulled my hamstring, it was no – it was no hating that. He called me in and said, hey, man, Jordan, you know, we talked about this. I, I look, Bill, we, me, Bill, and uh, Nick who, Casero, who's there, he's kind of like, uh, I think he's like an assistant GM. I don't know. It's a great, great guy, too. I sat there and talked to Bill, and Bill was like, hey, you know, we just, this is where we are right now. I shook his hand. I said, hey, respect, yeah. you know? Because I, I, I would just rather you just tell me what it is. And I got in another situation like that with the Niners I know we'll talk about, but it but like I said, that environment, if I – whatever I do next, whatever realm I go into, if I get if, – if, if I get outed for being honest, cool. It won't work. It, it just wasn't meant to work. But if I get a level of ownership and, and I'm able to cultivate an environment, I'm going to look. We're going to tell people how it is. Absolutely. They're going to know what we expect of them. They're going to know what their job is, what the standard is. If you hit it, great. If you not – we're going to tell you you're not, and we're going to give you opportunity to possibly get to it. If you still can't get to it, we're going to say, hey, look, here was the standard. It was, it was obviously communicated. Now we're at odds. And so, hey, maybe this ain't the best place for you. But at least you got that open line of communication and some honesty. And I felt like that happened at the Patriots, and that was something that I really actually did like about it. And, and I think that um, – that- there are a few – there are places and people that, 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 that make sure that they communicate that to individuals. I just, I just know mostly on a broad scope that is, that's not – the culture is not cultivated like that. It's really, again, you know, the, the overarching thing is to we got to win, but at the same time is that detriment of individuals, um, you know, right. that they're not being fair and honest and upfront with. So, um, so you know, again, you've kind of talked about a lot of the things that we wanted to cover. So we want to just kind of talk about what it would be. What, what's once football is done, right? Once you decide to yeah. hang them up, what would that? What is that? What does that next phase for you look like? You know, you have an idea of something that you want to kind of walk into. Right, man. Right. Well, I'll give you a little insight. So right now, I'm training in Florida. That's where I am right now. Um, feel great. Um, if a if a call comes in, you know, from a team, then I would end up going playing, continuing my career. Um, I, I will say, man, the one thing I do, I love about the game is, is, is that challenge. That's one, that's one thing about it that I always appreciate. Because on them Sundays, I feel every emotion. Like, the reason why you got people that, that be like, oh, I need to go skydive, you know, it's because they're trying to feel adrenaline. Because they ain't felt that in a long time, you know what I'm saying? And on a Sunday, I feel, in, in playing ball, I feel happiness, joy, you know, um, I feel that adrenaline rush, euphoria, uh, sadness. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just every every emotion in life, you can feel that in, in, in two, two, three hours. And that's what I love. I love training for that moment to be able to go out there and put my best foot forward. And so that's always a fun thing for me to have a, a moment where I know I'm going to challenge myself. So if the opportunity comes, I'm going to still be able to do that. Um, but I never, I never like to sit on my hands. Last year when I got released by the 49ers, I had like a week where I was at home, and right after that week, I was like, "All right, I, I gotta, I got I gotta learn something else." So I applied to grad school and started studying sports business at Northwestern. Still going through those online classes, still just learning. And it was funny because it was like, "Why are you doing this?" 
and the number one answer is, you know, to get a degree. And I think that's why a lot of people do it. But I literally clicked the box that says self-improvement. Like a, paper, a piece of paper doesn't define me. I just need to be learning something. Right. I need to find something that I'm interested in. And the piece of paper comes, great. You know, but I just want to have something I can learn in the meantime so I can still grow. So I started studying sports business. I'm in an organization of a leadership class right now. I'm learning that. And I've, I've been in talks with Vanderbilt because I live in Nashville. And once training camp starts up for them, we're going to try and see if I can come on as kind of like a consultant a little bit so I can start being around the football team, helping out a little bit, because I know I want to go into athletics. I know I want to, um, you know, help at the athletic department, mainly at Vanderbilt. And then obviously we'll see where that goes. But I would love to be able to be at my at my college where I have a little bit of, you know, actually had the opportunity to talk to the whole athletic department uh, this past Monday. Yeah, they asked me to open up their meeting for their Monday meeting. And so, and after that, you know, Candace, who I have a ton of respect for, who's the new AD, she says, you know, Jordan, like, you you have a home here, you know? And, and that meant a lot to me because I'm like, okay, I don't ever expect a handout. That's why I'm in school right now. I'm not about to walk up to Vanderbilt and say, hey, look, here's my accomplishments, give me a job. No, I, I want to still go earn it. But there's experiences that I've had over the past six years playing in the NFL. Guys that I've met that are misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 training rooms that I've seen work in training rooms that don't. Equipment staffs, uh, uh, you know, weight rooms, strength conditioning staffs, programs. I've seen, oh, this is great. This is what, and I've seen what the guys say. And I have a lot of good relations with coaches. I see what the coaches say. And so I'm like, man, I think I'm learning how to cultivate a healthy environment where people can come in, be their best selves in sports, but also be able to grow as people. Because I'm at the point now, you can catch 10 touchdowns and you can be the dude that honestly is a red shirt walk-on. And I'll talk to you the same. Because I know when you're done catching touchdowns, y'all going to be in the same place. You're going to be right on LinkedIn with him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I've learned how to break down. Like I said, I'm behind the hype. Like you talk about. I'm behind all that. And I think that's healthy. So now I look at people for who they are. I'm like, let me get to know you, okay? Let me get to understand how we do things here and then try and change that. So I don't know what capacity is going to be in, I'll be honest. But I know for a fact um, it's going to be working with the athletic department early on at Vanderbilt and then just, man, just being a family man. I'm about to have my second child, um, Lord willing, in December. Um, I'm headed home today to go see my family. And 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 was funny. Like I said, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep going back to when I was going back and looking up stuff I said a long time ago on Twitter, and I found this one tweet I sent to my wife. I said I said it's like 2012. I said I find myself dreaming about family more than money, mm. and like that, that's that's who I was. That's who I've been. You know, like that's who I've always been deep down, man. Is that like I got a son now, Josiah. I named him after. The, uh, the 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 last great king of Judah, you know, before before uh, Yeshua came, and like he he did it right. So I'm gonna put that name on my son because he gonna leave my house and he gonna get called a lot of stuff. But one day he gonna be like, man, why they call me Josiah? He gonna look at his name. He gonna look it up. Why they come? And it's because it means Jehovah has healed. Yes. All right, that means no matter no matter what, you are gonna be okay. No matter no matter what, there's a name on you that matters 
and we love you and we see you. And I'm in a whether well, I have a son or daughter, we don't know yet, but I'm gonna put a name on on that child. And they look at me, why do they call me this? Why they don't find out? And so that's just what I th- th- that's where I want to be at, man. I'm, I'm building my house. We got the foundation. We, we my my wife sending me a lot of blueprints, and and it's those moments, man. I just be like, man, it's awesome. Like, I, I would trade I would trade my life for for nobody's. You know, there's days I struggle. There's days like I just deactivated my Twitter because I'm really about to start locking in now in the next couple months. But there were days now I don't act like I figured this thing out. There's days where I got caught looking at mentions seeing people say stuff about me and thinking, man, they, are they right? Nah, man, when I get around my family, when I get around my nucleus, I'll be like, nah, man, ain't nobody taking this away. You can take all that other stuff away. Ain't taking this away. We're going to make this happen. And so, man, just being around family, helping out with the athletic department at Vanderbilt, we're going to see where that goes. Absolutely. Cool. <clears throat> I've, been, I've, I've been a part of a lot of your charity events. Which was have been definitely amazing, bro. And um, can you talk about your charity work and uh, why, you, yeah. why you decided to do it? Yeah, man. Um, I would say the biggest thing behind my charity work has been, uh, you know, uh, we, we speak a lot about investment. Uh, my, my, my foundation is called Matthew's Mission. I tell them all the time, like, you know, I say, if we can't, if we can't really be with those people, I, I don't really want to do it. Like, let, let somebody else who actually invest in that, those people for a long period of time take on that. Like, if, like, so I got I got very disingenuous with the whole, okay, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to pull up in my Audi. I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to give these kids a speech. And I'm going to leave, and they're never going to see me again. I'm like, that, we ain't changed nothing. If, if anything, we made them feel worse, you know? And so I said, look, we're going to start investing. We're going to start doing these things over a long period of time. And so we had, we started working with women in Nashville who have been, uh, who have been victims of, uh, all types of abuse, and, um, and 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 we were able to have a couple charity games, and guys like you know uh, Dre, uh, Kenny, uh, Carl Butler, my boy, uh, Krause, we've had guys from the past, Jordan Rogers, Jay Cutler, Earl Bennett, uh, the coaches, staff, they were able to come and help out. We were able to throw this charity game and then be able to donate money to the women's shelter to help with women who have been victims of abuse. But like I said, I'm I'm not big on the reactive. We got to talk about the proactive. There's also a, a company called Amend. It's a foundation where they talk about how we, it's, a, it's, it's totally built around teaching young men how to treat women. Right. Like we need to get to the root before we get to, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we never, we don't really talk about the fact that, like we have these things we like, oh, no means no, no means no. But it's like, man, we got to really talk about before they even get into that situation, we got to have the, we got to set up these building blocks so they learn about Here's how we react to a woman. You know what I'm saying? Hey, if this was your homeboy's sister, how would you talk to her? Right. And all these guys be like, oh, that's his, that's his sister, man. Yo, we, we ain't going to be talking crazy, huh? That's your boy's sister. Well, that other girl you see, that's somebody else's sister. Even though it's not your homeboy, that's still a, she's still a woman. So we let's, let's start to break down these barriers. You know what I'm saying? Because we're starting to realize, like, with, with a lot of the racial injustice going on now that you see, they all are sisters. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so we talk about that on the proactive level. And then my favorite one, this has been my favorite. I don't, don't want to go too long on this and we're going to keep this one short. But I was in Philadelphia for two years and we had a mentorship program. And like I said, I went to those kids. And I said, guys, I'm not going to bring no cameras in here. I'm not, we're not tweeting about this. 
this this ain't for everybody. It's for us. I'm going to be here every single Friday of the playing week. And we're going to come, we're going to talk about different issues and we're going to grow together. So we talked about stuff like how to take care of money, how to do an interview, relationships. Uh, we bring in people like Trey Burton, who would talk about his stories about coming from a single parent home and how he got to where he is now. And um, it was, we, I took him to a cooking, cooking class. We learned how to cook. It was all sorts of stuff. We just taught them life skills. At the end of the program, they all got a thousand dollars uh, to a $1,000 scholarship to wherever they were going to school. $1,000 was a scholarship money. And uh, we even sent them up with internships on my girl's diamond, who I'm about to speak about now. The Eagles were even, like I said, that's why I don't harbor hard feelings because we're able to do this later. Diamond, when I came back to the Eagles, always told me she wanted to be a chef. The Eagles allowed me to bring Diamond up to the facility so she could shadow our head chef for a whole day so she could see what it's like working in the kitchen for a multi-billion dollar business. Mm -hmm. And so she got to get in there at six. I come in there for breakfast. She right there making my breakfast. Like, oh, hey, Jordan, you know, like you learning something? She's like, yeah, I'm learning a lot. You know, and it was so cool. And the last day of our mentorship program, we get all the kids together. I give them a book. We're going to give them scholarships. I go around and ask them each. I say, hey, what was y'all's favorite thing about this? And when it got to Diamond, um, she said, well, my favorite thing about it was you just kept coming back. Mm. That was it. That was it. And that's, that's when I realized, I was like, dog, like, this, this, this is how it's got to be. We, we, we always give, we put so much emphasis on that person that's speaking at this big arena with 5,000 people in it. Man, it's about what you do with a small amount of people every day. Yeah. It's about those people who you sit down, you look them in the eye and be like, look, I see you, okay? Because we got a lot of that where people don't actually see nobody, okay? You want to know how people, how, how, how racism still continues to exist? is because the person whose dad owned the company, that owned the company, that owned the company, that finally gives it to him, he ain't been around nobody that looks like us for years. So what's, so what's he going to think about us? Mm-hmm. What, what, what I see on TV, what I hear in that song. Okay, so so you don't so you see that, but you don't see me. See, in order to see me, you gotta you gotta actually be in my realm for a while. You actually have to invest not just money, but time. Cause we love to get money and just throw that stuff. That ain't sacrifice. Right. That's just a little bit of giving. See, sacrifice is when you give to the point where it actually might affect your life. Yep. So when you so when you giving time, oh, okay, you say yes to something, you say no to something else. So the kids like, hey, you come here every Friday. And you're not getting paid for this, and there's no cameras here. You're not getting no retweets. Oh, like you must be trying to get to know us. I said 100% because I don't want to come here one day and have a bunch of people taking pictures of me and saying, "Hey, a football player came here." I'm coming here every day to a point where you're like, "Oh, Jordan coming," because mm-hmm. that's who I am, and I want to get to know y'all. Where I can, oh, oh, your name, okay, your Quay, your D Burns, okay, your Tanaj, you know, your Kyra, your Angel all my kids man right you know i know where they're going i've had kids call me i want them to lose one of their children wow. i was one of the first people he called you know this this, this is what it's about yeah. because i had a kid that every day he walked to school his mom that gave him up for adoption she still lived in camden he walked by every day and see his mom on a on the porch he's like why would my mama want me wow. he asked me you know what i'm saying and i never went through that 
but at the same time, he just wanted somebody. He just wanted somebody to talk to, and that's what we got to do. And, and and we are doing that. I think there's a lot of brothers in the community going back and doing that. I've been with Dre. He goes back to Port Allen. He's been pouring into his community. But at the same time, like that's just we just got to keep perpetuating that man. Just that investment. We like if you can spend enough time around somebody, wait till that kid ends up becoming something. They're gonna say, oh, it was that coach, that coach of practice. It was that teacher. It was you know. Cause that's the biggest thing about Matthew's mission, man. Just if we're going to do something, I want to be there. And we talk about that investing all the time. Awesome, man. I appreciate you, man. You, you really um, pulled pull back the curtain on a lot of things and you really hit home on a lot of things. You know, again, it's not about throwing money at something or, or showing up once. It's really the, the, the action of continuing to follow up. That's how you really impact change. Like you said, a lot of people have been doing a lot of donate money in this um, this this protest movement and all this stuff, but the real action gonna come to when you starting to see if it's really diversity happening at those those companies. Are they bringing people around? Because again, those people at the top, they only gonna surround themselves with people that they're comfortable with, right? So right. again, we'll see all this and how this plays out, man. But again, I appreciate you uh, for speaking about that because you just touched on so many things, and I think a lot of people will get a lot of value from what it is you said. So I don't have anything else for you, man. You knocked out a part for me, Dre. You got anything else? Oh, just thank you for coming on the show, dog. Like, you know, you my boy, man. I love you, bro. And uh, I really appreciate you, bro. Yeah, man. I love you too, dog, man. And um, I, I, like I said, I, I love the fact that y'all are doing this. I love the fact that this is your own thing, Jeff. Uh, Dre, I love that you helping him with this. And I love the fact that you doing your own thing uh, with real estate. This is where it starts. You know what I'm saying? This is where we start to change the narrative. And so uh, I'm just happy to where y'all going to take this. I'm going to continue to listen, continue to subscribe to other people about it. Just excited for where y'all going with it. Absolutely, man. There you have it. Another episode of What's the Hype Podcast, man. We're grateful and pleasant. We'll be watching you. We're rooting for you. We'll definitely be keeping an eye out on everything that's happening with you, brother. We appreciate you coming on. Appreciate y'all, boys. Thanks for listening to another episode of What's the Hype Podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and comment. Follow us on all platforms at What's the Hype Podcast. I've been grinding all my life, yeah. All my life. Been grinding all my life, so pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look, I'm married to this guy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.